mean, like, uh, do you listen to the radio still? Do you, do you, like, you know, check into, like, DVE or, like, you know, because it's like, I've never, like, really been a big radio person. Um, yeah, I listen to 3WS and Bob <laughs> FM, sometimes DV. Yeah, what's 3WS? It's the oldie station. Oh, oh okay. Because I'm old. <laughs> Those, those are good songs, though. I mean, like, you're talking about, like, is it, like, like doo-wop or, like, you know? No, the oldie station now is just songs that I listened to when I was young. Oh. It's, like, 80s and yeah, late 70s and 80s music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, just a little, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, trying to think of the oldies. Like, you know, REO Speedwagon, probably, or you got your... Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I was just never the radio like kind of person because like, like because when like you listen to it, it's like wow. I think I've heard this song like three times today. Like you get that like, like it's like wow. They're playing band on the run again. Yeah. <laughs> I will be at work before this is over the second time. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't know. Just maybe like just as like a music guy. I kind of like just go like, like, oh, come on, man. You have other songs you can play. Or, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> but, you know, uh, I mean, this basically does kind of have like a radio feel. You know, you got the mixing board right here. You got like uh, the microphones, you know. So, yeah, you can. <laughs> it's got a little bit of a radio station feel. There's no telephone for the callers. So. Oh, no. Uh I was hoping to take questions from people. <laughs> oh, that'd be really interesting, though. You're like, oh my God, Larry Phyllis, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I guess I, I introduced you. I'm talking to Larry Phyllis. Oh. <laughs> it was so smooth, I didn't even know we started. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I just, I just dive right in, yeah. Yeah, I'm never that guy who, uh, I can never do like, okay, one, two, three, now go. I like to go into it organically. All right, all right. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to do this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, have you been on a podcast before? Uh, I was on one other podcast one time a few <laughs> years ago. Oh, which one was it? It was called The Power Hour with Sean Donaldson. Ooh, uh, the entire cool. cast of Hustlebot was on. And it was a literally a podcast where every minute we took a shot of beer, and then he, he, we talked. But by the end, he, clearly it was craziness. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hustlebot, the team you were on uh, for like when did that get started? Oh, uh, twelve years ago, maybe Tw- now. Wow. Uh, yeah. We haven't done anything really since our tenth anniversary show. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got sort of busy and yeah everyone has lives and you know yeah uh yeah. dave is married and has a kid yeah <laughs> uh joe was a manager of the oaks theater now so his weekends are pretty tied up oh yeah well, what's so where's the oaks theater in oakmont really? um wow uh like what kind of like is it like a movie theater or like i've, I've heard of this place um yeah I, it's multifaceted venue i guess because they have bands there they have other kinds of shows they also have uh 
they show movies also. All oh, kind okay. of different things happen in that, that place. Cool. You know, yeah, I think I've like drew, driven past it uh, a couple of times, and you know, there's John Feitner, and uh, uh, there's you, and um, hmm, I'm trying to think of all the other. We, yeah, we were the only four who were left at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But we did that Anne-Marie and Christine Nangle. Oh, yeah, from... Uh, uh, and Drew Ludwig, who also, he moved to Buffalo. Oh, really? Like, yeah, uh, uh, Nang and Drew left, and we replaced the two of them with John Feitner because he's two people when it comes to improv. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Guy's fully loaded. Yeah. yeah. And then Anne Marie <laughs> moved to Chicago, although she recently moved back into the Pittsburgh area. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is she, is I don't she... remember exactly when, but it's been <laughs> a year or more. Yeah. I guess recently. Does she do improv stuff or is she just... I, I don't think so. I haven't seen her do it. Uh, she has kids now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if she has a lot of spare time either for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when like, you're like you're single, you don't have kids, you, you can you, you probably just go like, oh, yeah, I'll do the show. Yeah, I can, I can do it. But then like... like <laughs> I have no responsibilities to other human beings right now. <laughs> I have no commitments. Yeah, but then, like, uh, you know, uh, hmm, I'm trying to, th- yeah, uh, it's bringing up, like, an interesting thought, like, of, like, are you, are you okay there? <laughs> I took a drink of water and it made a noise, and I'm like, did that come across the microphone? <laughs> I heard it, but I was just, I, like, I knew what it was. I, I wasn't confused. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow, Larry. <laughs> Will the people be confused when they hear it? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll explain it right now. Larry is drinking uh, Propel water. What flavor is it? It's peach. Oh. It's got electrolytes. That's why I got it. That's, yeah. Is that electrolytes good? Yeah, I need them, I guess. <laughs> Does that come with uh, getting older? Your doctor says like you need more electrolytes <laughs> in your body. <laughs> it's like, Larry, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, checking your levels here. You're very low on electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that, but uh, <laughs> I know they're good for you. I guess. I, I get yeah. that. I, like I've heard. It's like one of those things. Like I always hear about, but like I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's a lot of things for me. But just like, <laughs> do you know what electrolytes are? Do you know? I don't know exactly what they are, yeah, but they yeah. help with uh, like keeping you hydrated. I think. So oh, okay. It's part of that process. Oh, already. Oh, yeah. I think. You think? <laughs> You're not okay. I, I'm not I can't. a doctor. <laughs> I'm not an expert. Yeah. On pretty much anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, are you comfortable with that? Like, you know, you don't know much about because, like, I'm kind of like the same way. I'm trying to like teach myself stuff, but like, like, uh, what are stuff you? What stuff like you really know a lot about? Like, uh, like what stuff you read up on a lot? Or because I know you're a big uh, reader. I, I am a reader. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like astronomy, oh. but I'm not like a total expert on that kind of thing. <laughs> but I like that subject. Oh yeah. Uh, I like writing, so I read a lot of books about writing. But I don't know that I'm an expert on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like hockey. Oh yeah, you I are. I don't know if I'm a complete expert. I feel like I know an, enough about a lot of things. And that's, I'm comfortable with that, I guess. Yeah. Like, you don't know everything about the things you do read up on, but you know, like, like a decent amount, like you're like comfortable with like the stuff you know. Yeah. It depends on what it is, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know a lot about, uh, 
you know a lot about sketch. You know, you're... <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you're one of those... That's right, and I wouldn't admit if I didn't. <laughs> so people will still take my class. <laughs> like, I definitely know a lot about it. Don't question it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, you're like a... I mean, we don't have to talk completely about improv, because uh, I want to get to know you as Larry Phyllis the person, but, like, you're one of the guys that a lot of people uh, praise. You're, you you get a lot of praise for your uh, your skills. Awesome. Yeah. Do, Thank are, you. are you good at, like, I, I've talked about this with so many other improvisers on the show, but, like, are you good with taking compliments? Like, on your... um, I'm, like, probably everybody else you talk to, better at it now. Yeah? Was it always, you know, it's, feel weird? Yeah, I learned a long time ago that when, when people, especially after shows and whatever, if they come up and they're like, hey, that was a great show, to not say no to that yeah. just like do an improv i guess yeah like, so i'm just like thank you very much i really appreciate you coming out uh, yeah i mean you have to do that that's that seems like that's part of the audience uh to get them to come back you have to be polite and thank them and oh, yeah, be course. nice and uh, yeah so you don't want to do like the thing like uh when we get in our heads and be like it's like uh, wait did you see the the one scene like, right, I was yeah. still in my head. Yeah, because no, they didn't. They didn't see that. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they don't, they don't know that you did that wrong. <laughs> they don't know that you did wrong. Quotation yeah. marks. Yeah, uh, they don't. Yeah, that's like a thing. Like we can't. Like uh, I have to like repeat to myself. Like I don't want to do like like wow you enjoyed that. Like you know I completely screwed up. Like they don't know. They they like you know this is they don't like take the classes. They don't know. They 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 just enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, but what were you about to say? Something? No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm but, only going to talk when you ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I mean, <clears throat> what was I saying? Like, well, yeah, but you like, uh, you're one of like the guys. Like, I remember like, uh, like Greg Gelati when I told him, like, I was like, yeah, you're one of the guys. You're one of the people everyone always praises. He made like a face, like, okay, <laughs> like, oh. yeah, like, okay, whatever. But, like, you know, I mean, but, like, that doesn't seem to, like, you know, like, like, phase you. Like, you know, you're just, like, yeah, you just do it because you love it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, hopefully that's why everybody's doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not like we're going to get rich doing it. <laughs> oh, of course not. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it <laughs> Yeah, that's, like, the constant joke of, like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, we're not, like, uh, made of money here yet. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> this is not our main job. But, uh, I mean, was there ever a part of you that thought, like, oh, I could make money doing this? Or did you, like, know, like, uh, like, offer, like, firsthand, and was like, oh, I need to, I need to have a job? Uh, yeah, it was, it's pretty clear when you think about it yeah. that there's not many people in the world who make a living doing improv. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a few people. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but even those people, uh, are constantly looking to do something more. Oh right? yeah, uh, like I, you learned that when, when I was at the Second City, uh, in Cleveland, even the people on the main stage, uh, or like the touring companies, in their contracts say, "I'm going to do this unless I get something like a commercial that I have to go shoot or oh, yeah. a movie that I'm going to go to." Like they're, you know, they're they're like the pinnacle of what we strive towards, <laughs> but they're like, nope, this is just, 
in my contract, I could leave and go do something else, Just, which yeah. is really what their goal is. Oh, yeah. Were you ever a part of a touring company? No. no. I mean, the Cellar Dwellers did shows that weren't at the Cellar Dweller home, but yeah. I wouldn't call it a touring company. <laughs> <laughs> was that the... Was that the sketch team you were on, or did you also do improv, or was it mainly just uh, sketch? It was both, sketch and improv. The yeah. It started out as uh, mostly just a sketch thing, and then yeah. we sort of transitioned into doing improv every Friday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where did you perform? Because I remember when I, I, I took your uh, sketch class back in, like, 2015, like, you would talk about it, and, like, um, was it at the pl- where you performed, was it at, like, uh... Ah, crap, I'm trying to remember. Like, uh, you performed, like, on top of a bowling alley? Like, there was a bowling alley involved. I remember your story. It's on the third floor of the building that's the Beaver Valley Bowl. Oh, it is. Which is, like, pretty much the middle floor of the building. It's a huge building that used to be a brewery way, way, way long time ago. back in the day. Uh, It's also been in two movies, that building. Oh, really? Which one? It was in Kingpin. It's where Woody, oh, really? Woody Harrelson lost his hand. Oh, really? Oh, uh, oh. And it was in Wonder Boys. It's where they crash the car into the side of the building and the door flies open and the manuscript blows into the river. I've never seen Wonder Boys. Is it, it is that mo- it's in that movie. Who, right who's there. in Wonder Boys? Uh, Robert Downey. Oh, is this Michael like an 80s movie? Douglas. Oh, oh wait. Was this... Uh, um? Oh crap! This is like this came out like two thousand, I think. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they were shooting it. Yeah, uh, it was the first time I was ever ever on a real movie set, and I don't say on the movie set. I was standing on the bridge watching them. Oh, film it, film because yeah. yeah. you know I had keys to that building, so uh, <laughs> they were actually using our space as their green room. Really. Uh, did you like get to meet any of them or no we 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 basically stayed away uh. <laughs> uh but i watched them for hours setting up like lights and the little light bouncing things yeah and fans to make it look like it was a storm going on these gargantuan fans uh and they built this little platform to put the camera on uh and then somebody not famous that was part of the crew drove the car around the corner while they tested to see that it was the right thing. Yeah. And then they went and got Robert Downey and Michael Douglas and they got in that car and they drove around the corner and then they backed up and they drove around the corner. He got out of the car and then they're like, okay, we got it. Tear all this down. We're moving it. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding. That was like, (laughs) that's, that's, and, and when I watched the movie, it was less than, three seconds on the screen really and i'm like they spent hours setting that up for just a three second and they just used three seconds of it i'm like that's why movies cost so much and that's why (laughs) actors are so like like those two guys had to be in their trailer for hours and then come out and for like 20 seconds be that character that's amazing to me that was amazing to me and i'm like i couldn't do it i wouldn't do that yeah like, spending that much time on set, like, doing nothing, I would get, like... Right, yeah. I don't yeah. know, like... And then, in, in an instant, have to be in that character when you... Like... And then out of that character again. For, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, you hear it a lot. I mean, like, you know... Like, it's just, like, a lot of just sitting around, like, doing nothing. Then, like, you know... Yeah, like, you have to, like, tear it all down and then just, like, do another scene and, like... 
Yeah, I don't know what they... I'm, I'm sure they're <laughs> reading scripts or doing their lines or getting in character or... Or, like, just taking a nap. Maybe. <laughs> well, I like to think that they're, like, you know, uh, like, reading, like, their scripts. And sometimes they're just, like, eating a sandwich or just, like, you know, taking a nap. I don't, or like, know. I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. But, like, uh, like, now this day and age, they're on their phone or something. But, yeah. Like, yeah, that's very interesting. Because I remember... Um, when that Kevin Smith movie, uh, Zach and Miriam make a porno, like, uh, like, uh, you ever see that movie? I did. I, I saw it. I don't yeah. remember it. Yeah. There's like, uh, the coffee shop scenes were like filmed like a minute away from where I grew up. Oh, nice. So I was kind of like, Oh, let, let me like, uh, maybe I'll see a celebrity. And I remember like I was, I stood outside, I saw Kevin Smith walking into the coffee shop and then I remember like. Uh, I think I've talked about this on here before. Like, uh, I kept seeing like cars with like tinted windows come by. I was like, "Oh, is this a celebrity? Was this more crew members?" And then like, when me and my dad were about to leave, Seth Rogen came out, but he just like walked past us like really fast. We we're like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Hi," and then he just like walked away, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" <laughs> Seth Rogen, very. I was inches from fame. <laughs> <laughs> He could care less. He very just quickly said hello to me. Like, that was so cool. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, were you ever an extra in a movie? Did no. you ever? You never, did that ever interest you? It, it does not. No? You, you never wanted to, like, do, like, uh, movies or anything? Was that not your uh, thing? Um, yeah, I mean, there was a, a time when I'm like, oh, I would do it, but realistically, I don't think i'm a good enough actor to do that yeah does that make sense like i feel like i'm i'm a good improviser yeah but when i if i have to be a character and act and say scripted lines i'm yeah. i don't know i just yeah realistically i'm not that guy yeah could you like and i'm okay a, with that you're fine with it you it doesn't yeah. bother you no no i would probably much rather be the guy who wrote those lines for yeah. somebody else anyway so yeah i mean that's still cool though like, you know, being, like, like a writer, I mean, like, do you think writers get the respect they deserve in, like, the industry? Or, like, you know... Um, I mean, probably not as much as they deserve. Yeah. Uh, but, like, when you're making... I, I know I've learned that making movies isn't just, like, you write a script and then... Like somebody's like, I'm gonna shoot exactly what says on this piece of paper. Yeah. Like that's not how that works. It's such a crazy collaborative effort that yeah. everybody has to be good at what they do in order for that movie to be good. Yeah. Right. I mean, the writer has to be good. The the director has to be good. The actors have to be good. Yeah. Cinematographer. Everybody has to be good at that. <laughs> or if it's like because one of those things doesn't go well, people won't like that movie. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then like yeah, because then like someone will notice it. Like a like a movie buff will be like, yeah, it was alright, but like you know, some of the lighting <laughs> in the scene was kind of uh, some of the cinematography wasn't as good. So yeah, people complaining about that episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh yeah, do you watch Game of Thrones? I did. You did? Yeah. Uh, like when it first started, and then you just kind of like fizzled out, or no, I didn't watch it. When it first started. Yeah. Uh, it was three or four seasons in. I yeah. forget what it was. 
And you're like, uh, I bought the first season on DVD from my brother because yeah. I thought he would like it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is something that he would be interested in. Uh, and I, I, I wasn't sure if he had read the books. He might have. I don't, I don't know. But he likes that kind of epic fantasy stuff. Oh, okay. So I bought that for him. Uh, yeah, came home one day in January and we had HBO. Oh, really? <laughs> because he liked it so much, he just ordered HBO so he could watch the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't read the books or seen the show. Uh, and one day I was on a business trip and I was just flicking through the stations and it happened to be on HBO in my room and I was bored. And I'm like, I'm going to watch the, this episode. And yeah. I watched it and I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So... Uh, it just happened to, I was in San Francisco and I had a really long flight home. So I downloaded the book onto my Kindle yeah. and started reading it uh, and liked the book. And then when I got home, I was, it got crazy for a, a few weeks because I was watching with him when the new episode came out, yeah. but I was also trying to binge from the beginning and I was reading the book and I'm like, I got to stop doing all these things oh, yeah. at the same time. Uh, they'll all be here. I'll just, so I stopped. Well, I just, I stopped reading the book and stopped watching with him and just binged until I caught up. Oh yeah. And then continued. And then after that season was over, I went back to the book. So yeah, do you like the books? Do you, uh, I read the first three, but I've I stopped after that. Yeah, they're they're good. It's a great story. There's too much in there for me. Oh, really? I don't know if that makes sense. There's like too much big, of... thick, <laughs> detailed stories about so many characters, and some people really like that stuff. But I would rather I like the show because it focused more on certain characters oh yeah like the books i think focus on a lot of characters that you don't even see in the show <laughs> just like very unimportant characters that like don't well, I mean, really they're like important in the in the world in the world, world and stuff yeah. but you know you can't show all of that in a tv, TV show, show. Yeah, oh yeah it's, it was too much yeah i mean like uh i get a little bit of like uh matt grant he's a he's a humongous game of thrones fan and in our like our duo practices, him and Beth Fogel, our coach, they would like talk about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm completely lost. <laughs> I have no Can idea." Can we get back to improv, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talk about something else, and then I would do the the mean thing and just like make up jokes and go like, "Oh, what's this go? What what's this thing going on?" And then I remember like the only episode I watched was the series finale. I just remember like I I, I like I went over to a friend's house and like I I watched it, and I was like live tweeting it like trying to make jokes and then at one point I'm going like why, why am I doing this <laughs> then I just like went home because like the friend I was watching it with he was with his girlfriend and they were actually like invested I was like yeah I don't I have no idea what's going on and I just yeah. rem- <laughs> you only watch that last episode you're like what this was pretty good why is everybody complaining about it <laughs> I'm enjoying it yeah like everyone complained about like um the last season like did you see like you know um there were some fans who wanted to, like, they wrote a petition to, like, yeah. the writers to make a new season. Like, wow, you can't please anybody. Like, I mean, like, everyone's just gonna... I forget what they complained about. Like, it just wasn't good? Or, like, do you know what they complained about with, like, that season? Um, they... Yes, I watched it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't sign any petitions, but I complained <laughs> about it. Oh, really? Uh, to people, sure. 
Uh, they just tried to condense too much story into too few episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was only so six it, episodes. And, and, and it just got... The characters changed so fast, it felt unnatural, I guess. Oh, like, right. leading like, up to that point, you're like, yeah, I'm on board. It seems realistic. Everything is great. I understand this. But, like, they were just trying to get to the end of this because they wanted this to be over after this season the two guys who were running the show. Yeah. Uh, so they could start working on their Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> that they just condensed the entire story into just too few episodes and it didn't feel right when yeah. you watch the characters change to what they became, I guess. It felt like, did it feel like forced? Like you're just like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt forced. It didn't feel real. Yeah. Uh, was there any part of this like new like last season that was cool? Wasn't there like that big like episode, like a big battle episode where it was like completely dark? Yeah, that's the one. The cinematography everybody complained about. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The end of that episode, uh, I I don't know that I, I cheered out loud, but I might have <laughs> at that moment. But like, everything af- everything after that moment made me angry. Oh really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like it just annoyed you or every everything after that, I'm like, that's not the way this should be. That's not the way this should be. That's not the way this should be. <laughs> How could they approve of this? Oh God. I mean I mean, do you get like critical of like when you watch T V? Are you like that kind of like viewer? I mean No, not usually. Like I I can take it for what it is. Uh, I watch movies that other people are like, oh, that was a terrible movie. And I'm like, oh, I was entertained. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I got what I needed out of it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. You don't join in like uh, like the debates when people go like, oh, you know, I didn't like this movie because like the message didn't match with the thing or like the camera. Yeah, work. and some people were like, oh, the acting was bad, and I'm like, I don't notice that. Like, I, oh, I, really? I, don't, know, I don't know that I even noticed that like people are bad actors in movies or anything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm. You just enjoy movies. I like to watch movies and TV shows. and Yeah. I mean, I don't do a ton of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of television. Yeah. Uh, but Danielle and I watch movies. A lot? Fairly like, regularly. You're a big movie guy? Uh, she likes horror movies. Yeah. So I see a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Have you ever been a horror guy? Or just like when you started dating Danielle? Um, like she... I, I saw... Uh, all the Friday the 13th movies in the theater as we were growing up. Like, when they would come out, we would all go to see them. Yeah. So I've seen those, but... Yeah, like... But you're never, like, a hardcore, like... No, like... Yeah, yeah. horror movie. I don't thing. know that I'm... Hardcore anything. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that goes back to that thing we were talking about where, like, I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I don't never, like... Like I'm this guy. Like, I don't this know. Is my I don't know thing. the name of the actor who was played the bad guy in a movie. Yeah. That when somebody says his name, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Or yeah. I mean, I know some of the people who are in those, and I know some things about them, but I don't. Like you're not like uh, like you don't have like a big thing that you know a ton about. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of like how do I describe this? Like you just like a you just like a lot of things. You're just not like uh. Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> yeah, and you're comfortable with that, though. You're 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 fine. You, yeah, yeah. You don't beat yourself like, up and just say like, no, "Oh, I wish no. I knew more about this stuff." Um, no, no. 
That's I really mean, I, I wish. Uh, sometimes I wish I knew more about like astronomy and stuff. Yeah. Like I, you're like I, you're, I read books and do that kind of stuff, but I don't. I have a giant telescope at my house. <laughs> but I, I don't get it out as much as I would want to. <laughs> but like, uh, oh. <laughs> I really like that. He goes like, guys, I'm not going to come to practice today. I, I just got my big telescope. Yeah, and yeah I want to look at the stars today. But, uh, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> astronomy, see, like, this is just one of those, like, like uh, one of the teams I was on, like, actually add on planned we did like the living room sure and uh we would talk about a lot of things and we discovered that like i don't know a lot of things either like i was just like growing up i just never like learned anything i never paid attention or anything i was just i didn't learn anything growing up (laughs) really like 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 in my mid-20s i'm just like learning going like oh shit like i need to i need to catch up with so much stuff What is this reading people keep talking about? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like, no, like, like, (laughs) that's very funny. But like, also like, that is kind of like, that actually is like a thought I've had. Like, I, like I'm jealous of a lot of like readers of like, like you, like when I took your like uh, sketch classes, I know that you're, you're a big reader. You, um, you're a big Kurt Vonnegut fan, I think. Yes. And like, uh, I was always jealous of like, people who can like sit down and like read multiple books in a year i was like wow i'm like damn i would like to be that person <laughs> like like i was i was so jealous like I was, i've been able to read some books in like the past couple of years but it's very hard for me to like concentrate like that's just how my mind is like it's very hard for me to just like i needed to be like completely quiet and I need, uh, like, I need, like, no distractions. But, like, I've always been jealous. Like, well, not always, but, like, in the past couple of years, I've just been jealous of, like, people who can read just tons of book, books in a year. Can you do that? Do you do that? Like, um, I try to. Yeah. I always set a goal for myself to read, like, 50 books a year. Really? That's, that's my goal. Uh, Have you ever done that? Yeah. Wow, that uh, is so I, cool. I wish I could read more. I I find myself getting distracted by reading other things like like magazines or yeah, like going online and reading stuff. Like reading articles. But, and there's only so much time in a day, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I just you have to have a life. You can't ignore <laughs> all your yeah. responsibilities. <laughs> uh, but usually, yeah, I'm I'm usually in the middle of at least Two or sometimes three books, on yeah, like at the same consistent basis, like at the same time. Yeah, you can read different books. Well, there's an there's an audio book in my car that I listen to when I'm driving. Yeah. Uh, then I have a probably a paperback novel, and then another book that's nonfiction that I read when I like feel like learning more when, when I'm you know what I mean less yeah. distracted like I'm not going to take that book to work with me and read it during lunch oh yeah but I'm like, going to read it well, yeah, free like, time. I, like I got like half an hour at home I'm like oh I'm going to read this book now which it takes a lot longer to read a whole book like that because I'm not doing it consistently but like yeah. the audio books fly by especially if I have to drive to Pittsburgh three times in a week oh yeah and then there's you know that's six hours of me listening while I'm in my car <laughs> Where do you live? Uh, I live in Beaver County. Oh, yeah. So that's a bit of a drive. It's, yeah, 40 minutes with no traffic. 
20 minutes with no traffic. And there's always traffic on the way. Oh, yeah. Because I'm always trying to get here during rush hour. Uh, I mean, not today. Today was easy. Oh, yeah. It was uh, early. I had enough time to pass this place up and go down past the other bridge and turn around and come back. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you do that? I did, yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, I'm impressed. And I'm looking and I'm like... Oh, that's Shop and Save. I remember that from the Google map. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so it's got to be close. And then I went right past and I started looking on this side of the road. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. it was directly across. That's why I missed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like you're not the first person to, no, <laughs> to no, make sure. that mistake now. But, wow. I mean, how long have you lived in Beaver County? Uh, pretty much my whole life. Oh, was, you grew up there? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, like, uh, do you have siblings? Uh, oh, yeah. You have the brother. Do you have any others? Or I have had i don't know how to say it uh i have two of them who are still alive and one who unfortunately passed away a few years uh-huh. ago uh was he older or younger they were all they're all older you're, oh you're the youngest I'm the youngest of four boys it's and we're all six years apart oh i don't really? know what my parents were thinking <laughs> but my oldest brother is only six years older than me uh so wow my so- parents had four preschoolers at the same time in their house jesus wait so like all your brothers are six years apart, so your oldest brother, how old is he? He he is only six years older than me, so he's just turning 60. Oh, 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 okay. My oldest brother is only six years, and there was two in between us. Oh, so in okay. In that span of six years, my parents had four kids. Okay, that makes so much more sense. Okay, that that was very dumb of me. I, I thought your kid, I thought you were for a second, when I heard you say that first, I thought your parents had like... A kid every, every, six, every years. six years. Oh, <laughs> like, man. It's like, okay, our kid's six. Let's try to make another one. No. <laughs> okay, wow, man. Um, Something to do while he's in school. <laughs> Let's go. We just dropped him off. Okay. Uh, uh, how did your one brother pass away, if you don't mind me asking? Um, pancreatic cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, man. Yes. Um, but, like, uh, you all get along? I mean. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like I mean, a- we had our moments growing up where, you know, like any other siblings, we squabbled and fought, but yeah, we are yeah, not a pretty good family. Really? Yeah. You're one of like the lucky people. Like you- <laughs> I feel like, yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I was growing, like growing up, I knew I liked my family and, and we were cool and we did a lot of stuff and it was, yeah. uh, I didn't realize how lucky I was until much later in life, but yeah, yes, I'm very lucky to have the family that I had. Oh yeah, I mean sure. like uh, like when you got older, you kind of like realize like like you grew up and you go and go like wow, I actually did really enjoy my childhood. Yeah, I mean I enjoyed my childhood so much I stayed in it longer than most people. <laughs> like what do you mean? I'm still in it right now. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> like in what way? I I don't know. I I, <laughs> I still feel like I'm a kid when I when I go do things like I'm. I don't. I don't feel like I've grown up. Oh yeah, <laughs> you don't feel like an adult. I mean, like you know, you do the adult things of like you pay your taxes, you you right, work, yeah. you like uh, you live in a house. You, uh, I moved back into the house that I grew up in after. Yes. Really? Yeah. Like uh, you, do you and Daniel live together, or you? No. Oh, okay. So it's uh, wait. Is it just you in the house? Or? Uh, my oldest brother lives there still. Oh, okay. So it's just you and your brother? Or? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't want to make your podcast sad. I moved back in like when my mom had 
cancer. I mean, she's we've talked it. about sad things on here before, so it's perfectly she, she actually recovered from that. That's not what she passed away from, but uh, it just was easier for me to help take care of them yeah. if I was living back in that house. Oh, okay, and that's why. And oh. now we have to take care of the estate in the house and there's oh, yeah. 50 years worth of stuff that's accumulated in there. Cause yeah. my parents didn't throw stuff away. Uh, <laughs> so one time, even when they were they when they were both still alive, I, I went through the house and I threw out everything that clearly was garbage oh, and yeah. saved all the stuff that I'm like, somebody needs to look at this and see if we should save it. Yeah. And now I'm going through the house, looking at all that stuff, seeing if we should save it. Yeah. Because you know, Oh um, uh, yeah. That's probably a big, like chore because like they they never like threw anything away. They yeah, just, my, like, a... my mother. I mean, we tried to quell it, but she was kind of a hoarder. Yeah, like, I she, was gonna... she, my parents grew up during the depression, so everything was savable to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One time I was going through this is like I don't know that you know what crystal light. Do you know what crystal light is? It sounds like, like a, a lemonade. Yeah, lemonade. Thing. Oh yeah, I know. But crystal it used light. to come in those little plastic cups. Like oh. the, the powder would come in a little plastic cup. You peel the top off, pour that in to a I think pitcher I know of water. Mean, yeah. uh, I one time found stacks of those little plastic cups in my house. Really? And I said to my mom, I'm like, why do we have these? And she said, oh, I thought it might be nice for the grandkids to play with someday. <laughs> and huh. she didn't have any grandkids yet. Oh. <laughs> but she saved all these cups. Really? And I'm like... We can probably get rid of some of these. <laughs> I don't think these kids are going to play like, with these. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it was hard to convince them even that the world had changed so much that when our when our printer broke for our computer, they said, "Where can we go get this fixed?" And I said, "We're not going to get it fixed. We're throwing it away and getting a new one." Yeah. And they're like, "But can't they fix it?" I'm like, "It's cheaper to buy a new printer than to go get new ink. Yeah. Let's just get a new printer." printer. Like, yeah. and that didn't in their heads. That's not a thing that happens right because they yeah. grew up in a world that that's not what you did it's like keep this thing we can still use it somehow right yeah. we're gonna fix it we're gonna you make it last as long as you could yeah you know like uh, we had a lawnmower when i was 19 that was older than me that still worked because that's what my dad did he kept yeah. it running and kept it working yeah like, was he a handyman he 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 was good at everything did that pass down to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> obviously not I, I <laughs> yeah yeah surface level <laughs> You know, you never like, um, cause my dad's that way. He's very just like, he's helped with like me and my two other siblings cars. He, he knows everything about cars. He's a very handyman. Yeah. And I was like, that never passed on to me, my brother, my sister, the very anxious kids. Very just like, like I find it very impressive But like, even when he's like tried to like teach me stuff, like how to like change a car, like use the jack and take the I can't even name the thing like take the thing and put it on the lug nuts of your car <laughs> see I can't even do it like the lug wrench the lug, the I, lug I, I, I think so it's like yeah. the weird like cross looking thing yeah. and the, like he's tried to explain that to me and I'm like oh okay okay then as soon as I leave the house I go like boop like just goes out of my brain I'm like that's ah uh. I need to call triple A <laughs> maybe they'll explain it to me but yeah, just, it, I'll Google it when I get there. <laughs> if I get a flat tire, I'm going to Google how to change it. Google how to change it. I go like, oh shit, don't have any of this stuff. But like, uh, your dad was always that way. He was always like, you know, he just knew a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, he he was uh, a mechanic in the army. Yeah. Really? Then he worked in a at a in a mill, for lack of a better word, like what, everybody else did. Like what you kind know? of mill? Like uh, what? He worked at St. Joe. Lead Corporation, which okay. is 
really close to where we lived. I mean, he worked there for years. Uh, but he he went through what they called their apprentice program. So he learned how to work in every department. And then eventually he became a draftsman. Okay. So he was a draftsman for a while. And then at the end of his career, he actually taught the apprentice program. Because he, he was super intelligent, but he never went to college. He should uh, have. But yeah. in his world, that's not... That wasn't a thing. You Is know it? what I mean? He grew up in a fairly poor family. Yeah. Uh, literally had a job when he was six years old delivering newspapers and worked until he was 65. Like and he went from six years old till he was 65 with not ever not having a job, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he was six years old. He didn't know how to make change. So when it was time to collect the money, he would just go tell the people I'm collecting. They would give him money. He would hold his hand out with change in it and they would take the right thing. Yeah. That's how he collected for newspapers back in those days. Wow. Was, you know, back and in the in the early 40s. Damn. I mean, um, like, uh, he probably, like, he got a job at six, like, to, like, help support his family, like, because... He, he, they were, yeah, I mean, he wanted money to do stuff. Yeah. He was six years old. He got a newspaper out. Yeah. And he was seven and eight years old. He was, he was literally taking the bus to go to the movies by himself. Yeah. You know, he would have 15 cents and he would spend all day riding the bus and going to a movie. Oh, I wish movies were $15, 15 cents. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything's relative. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, like when I hear those stories, I kind of like go like, wow, man, I wish I, I wish I pushed myself that way. Cause like I didn't get a job till I was like 18 and I wish I like, I started working Way younger. Like, how old were you when you got your first job? I mean, I was out of high school by the time I got my first job, too. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was talking to this with a friend of mine one time a while ago. Uh, and it was like, he was roughly my age, and we were talking about this. And we're like, our parents worked. And you, they used to say it all the time. Like, I work hard so my kids don't have to. And I'm like, well, congratulations. You did it. <laughs> like, I, I literally, like, didn't... I went to college uh, twice. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I didn't have... I got a full-time job for a few years after I got out of college the first time. Yeah. But it wasn't even full-time because I went to part-time. Uh, it was a construction job. So, like, in the off-season, it went to sort of part-time. Yeah. Uh, and then when I got back out of college the second time, I, I didn't even get a full-time job then. I fell into this other job where I used to travel like four or five times a year for a week or two. Uh, and then I had a part-time job at Toys R Us. Like, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Like that's not – I didn't work 40 hours a week like people do, which yeah. is back to that thing I told you. I'm like, I feel like I'm still in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have like a one job now or are you still like part-time doing other stuff? Um, I have a full-time seasonal job right now. Yeah. That might lead to a full-time job in September. Yeah. Is what they told me. Oh, okay. Uh, are you allowed to say what it is? Oh, yeah. You? I work at a place called Pocket Nurse. Oh, what's that? Uh, they are a manufacturer of educational supplies for the medical industry. Oh, okay. So anything that you would think that a nurse or a doctor would need when they're learning how to be a nurse or a doctor, yeah, these people provide. Oh, they, okay. they either make it or get it. And uh, I work in the warehouse, so when they order it, I send it out. Oh, okay. So it's anything from, like, uh, 
like fake mannequins that you can you can actually in, inject with real needles. Oh yeah. Uh, so you can practice doing that. Like there's veins in the arms of these fake things, and yeah. there's fake medicine in bottles that look like real medicine. Yeah. Although it says right on there, don't use this for real stuff. Okay. Uh, like fake <laughs> IV bags and like blood bags. And everything is the same consistency and the color and everything that the real medicine would be, but it's not real medicine. Okay. So that you can get used to using it yeah. or seeing it and being like, yes, this is correct. <laughs> it looks like the thing that I practiced with, but it's okay. not as expensive. <laughs> so wait, so it's like for practicing or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you, you have to learn how to, you know, take a needle, stick it in a bottle of medicine, get the medicine out of that and inject it into somebody's arm. And you don't want to practice on real people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they provide everything that you need to do that kind of a thing, including the needles, the syringes, the fake medicine, and the fake arm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, then there's, like, all kind of other things that they have, too. Anything, you know, the gloves are real. Like, the, you don't know that you can <laughs> yeah, manufacture you make fake gloves, yeah. gloves that are <laughs> cheaper than just you yeah. know, provide. But we provide those things also. Wow. I mean, um Wow, because I remember like when I like you wouldn't go into detail, but like I remember you were like talk about like oh yeah, I work at uh, Toys R Us, because uh, that's like how you met your girlfriend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how long have you two been dating? Um, fourteen years. Aww. We've been together. That's awesome. It's going super well still. You're uh, she's the best. Aw, that's good. And uh, wow. Uh, so like, uh, when did you stop working there? Um, April of 2017 is when we shut down. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck. I completely forgot about that. I stopped that. working there because it stopped being there. <laughs> <laughs> it was not my choice. <laughs> Crap. I completely forgot about that. That it went out of business. Cause now like, I, wow. No. Cause then like when it was like announced, like, wasn't it like, uh, they were bankrupt or like they filed for bankruptcy. And yeah. Then, like, they declared bankruptcy. Like in September the previous year. Yeah. Although we knew for years that they were in trouble. Yeah. Like just because they kept cutting our hours and, you know, it was a struggle and we kept getting the, uh, you have to learn how to do more with less speeches, oh. like from, from the corporate on down. Yeah. Uh, so it, like when I first started working at that place, it was fun to work there. It was like a lot of people were always there. Like we were helping customers. Uh, we used to play with the video games. Uh, oh, yeah. Evidently in the evenings, I never worked at night, but at night they used to have power wheel races around the store. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I missed those days. Aww. Uh, but then like as time went on, they started cutting hours and fewer people were working there. And then it was... Uh, stressful. Yeah, it was more stressful, but it was still you know five minutes from my house. And if you have to have a part-time job... A toy store is pretty nice. Yeah. And also, that other thing that I was doing at the time, which was uh, running graphics computer and doing PowerPoint at corporate events. Yeah. They didn't have corporate events from like October to December because nobody wanted to go out of town and have a meeting during the holidays. Yeah. So, Toys R Us is like, I will give you full-time hours or more in that stretch of time because they needed people to be there then because that's yeah. when we were busy. Know, yeah. We didn't, we didn't start making money as a business until the day after Thanksgiving. Oh like yeah, Black at, the rest Friday, of the year yeah. was just like keeping your head, you know, above water. And then that season made it 
everything else. Yeah. Uh, but then in January, the toy store is like, I'm sorry, but I can only give you like 12 hours a week. Yeah. And I would be like, no problem. In fact, I'm taking two weeks off and I'm going to go to, you know, Washington, D.C. or Connecticut or whatever to do a show. Yeah. With PowerPoint. Uh, so like it that. all went together so well for, you know. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah, for 15 or 16 years. That's how I made a living. Like oh, wow. Working part-time at Toys R Us and then making pretty decent money to go away and do these other PowerPoint. computer jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, was there any point where you were, like, um, struggling? Like, where you were kind of, like, scraping for cash? Or was it always, like... No, it was... It was... I mean, up until the end of the PowerPoint thing sort of started to die off, uh, I would have to go on more shows, but for less amount of time after after a while. That's what happens. Uh, But no, I was always okay with money and uh until it was so weird like they the job sort of started the off i had a couple of them that i went to every single year for you know 12 years i went to like three or four different shows that i knew i could count on uh yeah and in january of 2017 uh i found out that arch toy store was closing we were in the first wave of uh, when Toys R Us shut down, that what they were going to do was just close 200 stores first. Yeah. Uh, we were one of those 200 stores. So the same week that I found out that we were one of those 200 stores, I also found out that I wasn't going on two of those big jobs that I went on oh. every year for the last. And I'm like, well, this is going to be different for me. Yeah, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean. So I took a vacation and bought a car. Oh, really? <laughs> Where'd you go on vacation? Uh Route 66, oh. same place we went for years and before. <laughs> yeah, when we talked about it, we're like, I'm not sure if we should do this or not. And I'm like, and Daniel's like, I think we should. And I'm like, all right, let's just do it. Let's like, we're both it. like going to be unemployed, but we're going to go on vacation. That's awesome. It's a great way to start unemployment. <laughs> like, uh, I just found out like recently, like, like Route 66 is closed, but you can still like visit it or? Um, it's not a designated highway anymore yeah but there are stretches of it that are still there that were original yeah and stretches that are not original yeah because they were paved over with an expressway or yeah just not there anymore or whatever but there's still a lot of places that are that are original route 66 roads they're still there they're just not designated as an official cross-country interstate anymore yeah that makes sense a little bit, yeah, yeah. See, like this is like one of those many things that were just like goes out of my brain, but <laughs> but that, that, that's cool. You just I will give you a quiz when we're done. <laughs> Pencils <Pay attention>. ready. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of that's a really cool thing. Where you just said, "Screw it, I'm just gonna go on a vacation." You bought a car, and you still drive that car. Is it still your? Yeah, it's it's actually it's the first brand new car that I ever owned. I bought while I was unemployed. <laughs> It's like something like tell like it's like one of those things that people advise you. He's like, have a job when you do this. You're like, screw it. No, I'm gonna buy a car. Like, is it is it like a new model or is it like? Yeah, a, it's a it's a brand new Chevy Trax. Ooh, is it like uh, is it one of those things that like you know Bluetooth audio or whatever? No, like there the, there is no bells and whistles on this car. Like, oh, it doesn't even have cruise control. I bought it when it was end of the model year. Yeah, this is what was left on the lot. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we just knocked it down a bunch of money. Yeah. And I'm like, give me one of those. <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome, man. <laughs> and I, I unfortunately had enough. I say unfortunately because it was inherited, <laughs> uh, but had a chunk of money that I could put a big bond payment, down payment on. So my payments aren't a lot, which oh, yeah. I'm like, I can manage that with just part-time jobs or whatever. So oh yeah, whether I got a full-time job or not, you I'm eventually have to have a real job, but <laughs> you can still like manage it. Yeah. 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 It's not going to put me under yeah. or worry me too much. That's so. good. I mean, so you're still like living very comfortably. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a material sort of person. Yeah. I like experiences more than I like things. That's that very, sense? see, like you talk about like, Oh, I'm still a child. That's a very mature way to look at it though. Sure. <laughs> no, but like, I actually really do like that though. Just cause like, you know, I've been told that before. I mean, like, uh, I'm a little materialistic now that I like I moved out of my mom's place. I'm not as much where I go like, okay, I don't need to buy this right now. But like, you love you. Do you like to travel? You like going to see places and yeah, I feel like that's a better use of my money than like a DVD collection. Does that wow, make that, sense? Yeah, like it's something you remember more. Yeah, yeah. Like you can watch a DVD, but you can't. You can always remember and look back of like going to do something. I mean, I survived for over fifty years without buying a new car. <laughs> like I was always just be like, I'm gonna get a used car and make it last. Yeah, <laughs> and always broke down. Uh, well, not always, but yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, the car that I was driving was gonna take a lot of money to fix. Oh yeah, and. The guy who was my mechanic, who was a good friend of my family, uh, said, you should look into getting a new car for yourself, whether it's a new car or a different, you need a different car. Yeah. This one's not worth your time yeah. <laughs> and money to put into that. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I started looking and that's when I'm like, I could buy another used one, but if I want to get a good used one, it's going to cost this much money. And if I just get a little bit more money, it could be new and then I won't have to worry whether it's there going to be a... You know, yeah. you buy a used car, doesn't matter how many miles are on it, you're taking a chance, right? Yeah, it's a thing yeah that definitely. Yeah. Like. So that's when I'm like, I'm going to get a new car. Yeah. That's what happened to me. And like, I'm going to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> At, after I'm, I'm uh, 54 years old, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Uh, like, I, I got like a 2019 car, like at the beginning of the year. And I was like, I was like, oh, I, I have to. Uh, put more oil in it and like remember my family was like eh, you don't have to you know it's it's a, like a brand new car you can ease into it a little bit more i was like oh really because like i would have cars like passed down to me and you know and like the car i had and then i got in an accident it was a used car it was a 2019 no not 2019 it was a 2000 <laughs> <laughs> it was another new car no it was a 2009 hyundai sonata so then like that was another one you have to like yeah, like a used car, you have to be like more attentive to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, like, I have this new one. Like, I just put some oil in it, and I'm like, okay. And I'm driving, and I was like, okay, wow, it's not breaking down. <laughs> like on the parkway, I'm good. So it's like, uh, like having to learn how to be an adult is very stressful. I mean, I hate to be the millennial here complaining, but I'm gonna <laughs> complain anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, do any of your uh, brothers uh, have kids? Or, uh, yeah, uh, two of them 
have kids. Do you I have four nephews and a niece? Okay. Um, do you ever want to have kids, or is that just not your thing? Um, I mean, I, w- I went back and forth. I'm a little old to start doing that now. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, you don't want to be like uh like Paul McCartney having kids at like 60 years old. Yeah, I mean, if I was Paul McCartney, I probably wouldn't care. <laughs> But I'm not. Yeah, Paul you're McCartney. not. You're not uh, Paul McCartney now. No, I. I mean, I like kids. I yeah. There, you, you know, I waffle back and forth all the time between like, oh, I should have done that. I should have followed that path that normal people follow. Yeah. Uh, and then waver back and forth. But I really like a path that I'm on right now. Yeah. Things that I do. But. Yeah. I mean, you can't do everything. Oh yeah. No, I I, I can I completely understand what you mean. Just like you know. Like, this is like uh, what you're saying. Like, this is like what normal people do. Like, you know, you, you get married, you have the kids, you, you do the stuff. But then you like start thinking like, but is that what I want? Is that like, you know, yeah. is that what I'm comfortable with doing? Because like, you know, I remember like you would bring it up sometimes when you would like host like an improv show. It's like, uh, like you're not married. You're just, uh, do you ever see yourself getting married? Or are you just like comfortable with just like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, you don't want to rush it. You're just, you're happy. Uh, life circumstances have just stopped that from happening so far, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, just like. But I would totally do it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh. Danielle's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. I would never want that to change. Oh, yeah. You're a very cute couple. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember, like, uh, I uh, I went out, I think, like, after, like, a sketch, like, our class show or something, I think. Um I went out to uh, dinner with you and Danielle, and it was very fun. You're a very fun couple. Yeah, you're very you're very happy. That's a. I'm glad that you're happy. I'm basically this is a long over. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. A, 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 like a, a very long compliment. <laughs> yeah. But I just I'm very I'm very happy that you're happy. You're a nice guy, so I'm very. Uh, I'm glad that I'm happy too. <laughs> oh. But uh, wow. Um, um, yeah, she's super supportive of all of the improv sketch things that I've been doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I can't ever complain about that. Oh, like yeah. there were times when Hasselbot was actually involved in doing things that took a lot of my time yeah. that, uh, that I felt bad because like we were, it was still early-ish in our relationship yeah. and I was, we were supposed to go out. We had a date. And I said, hey, I can't do this on that day because a thing came up that Hasselblad has to go to yeah. for this contest that we were in. Yeah. Uh, and it happened three weeks in a row. Oh. <laughs> like I kept, like we rescheduled it for the next week, a different day. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is going to, I'm going to do it again to you. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. But she was super supportive. Uh, I know it had to be. You know, I'm sure she was disappointed in it, but never oh, yeah. got frustrated. You know what I mean? So like yeah. she was like, I would want to go out with you, but I understand why this is happening. Yeah. Do your thing. Uh, which is amazing to me. Like, so. She's very supportive. And, you know. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, I mean, and, like. And she's funny if you get to know her. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably not funny to people when she first meets them because she's super 
introverted. Yeah. Until you get to know her, then she's. I understand that completely. Are you introverted as well, or? I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm definitely introverted. Uh, I'm less shy than I used to be, but I'm still. Still. I don't like talking as me. <laughs> You've probably heard me say that before. Oh, I yeah, have a host yeah. a show. I'll be like, oh, I'm so nervous. I don't want to get out there and talk as Larry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, when you... Uh, <laughs> funny that you bring so, that up. I remember I went to go see that really good class show. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like uh, the 16-week uh, class where it was like improv and to sketch. That's what it's called. Improv that, to sketch. Yeah. And... Um, it was a really good show, and I just remember like you came on as the you're the teacher, you're introducing it. I just remember at one point I could tell you're a little like nervous. Yeah, I don't like doing that. Yeah. yeah, I should get better at it because yeah. I probably have to do it more than. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, because like you know you're a teacher, and you know, uh, but I get it. But also I get like the nerves, and you're just like, uh, you. It was a very honest moment, which I appreciate. You're just like. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I love performing, but I hate talking as Larry. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was so honest. That was a very, <laughs> that was a very honest moment. Super true statement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I guess the thing I, uh, we're wrapping up here, but like, I'm, we're both introverted guys, but like, uh, do you get frustrated? Do you get like, uh, Matt, are you very, like, uh, cool with, like, uh, your emotions? Are you very, like, I don't know if I want to say, like, zen, but, like, you know how to, like, <laughs> can, like, control. Like, you know, you know how to be, like, okay, but don't, being angry is not going to solve it. But do you have your days where you, like, you, like, scream or? I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I get that way. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot for me to get to that point. Yeah. But it also takes a lot for me to get back from that point. Does that make sense? Like, like, what do you mean back like from if, that point? If things, I, I, I don't get frustrated easily. Yeah. I don't think to get to a point where I'm get angry, but if it builds up and I get frustrated and I get to angry, it takes a while for me to come back down from that. Oh yeah. You know what I'm like? If, to if, cool if down. I ever get angry and you hear me yell, yeah, it's going to be a while before I'm not angry or frustrated. <laughs> like, and then easily I'll get frustrated back to that point quicker. You know, yeah. Uh, until that goes away, then it takes a while. And it's been a while since I feel happened. like I've gotten angry and yelled at anybody for anything. Yeah, but that was <laughs> probably mostly from outside improv life. Out- uh, oh, okay. No, outside. I don't know that I would ever yell at people during improv or like you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna be that guy. Oh but yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, just like in life in general, I guess. No, it takes a while for me, but I. It happens. It happens, yeah. We're human beings. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. It's, you, sometimes you just can't control it. It just happens. Right. Yeah. But like going back to talking about my family and how lucky I was growing up with the parents that I had. Uh, like they never, I never saw them fight. They, they really? never fought. Like they never yelled and argued with each other. They had disagreements, but they just talked about it. Yeah. And I thought that's how life was. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah. this is all I know. Like, my yeah. family is the, you know, that's what you know when you're growing up. This is what you know. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I, I, the, one of the first girlfriends I ever had, we got into an argument and like, like we yelled at each other. I thought we broke up. 
Oh, really? Because people don't do that. Like, yeah. I just, and she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, because we were yelling at each other. I just didn't think we were going to be together anymore. She's like, this is what people do. I'm like, not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my world. So yeah. it took a while for me to yeah. learn that that wasn't normal. And yeah. it was years later when I found out that my parents did a thing when they first got together. When they first got married, uh, they made a promise to each other that one of them was having a bad day. The other one would not have a bad day. And that way they wouldn't fight about things that you don't really want to fight about. Yeah. Does that, if that makes sense. No, and it let, totally let. makes sense to me, like in my adult life, that that's a thing. Like uh, most fights that start are when you're frustrated about something that probably isn't the thing that you're fighting about. Yeah. Uh, but they, they made a promise to each other and then they stuck to it. Wow. <laughs> they never, never fought. That's like they talked about things that were important, like are we going to spend money on this thing or not on, you know, yeah. should we get a new car? How are we going to pay for these things? Like there were times when they struggled uh, because, you know, all the mills shut down and my dad was unemployed for a while and had to go find another job. And yeah, uh, like life was stressful oh, definitely. at that point in time, but they didn't let that, you know, get to them as a, as a, as people, like they don't fight like that. They just didn't. They just didn't. They, yeah. They, they just didn't. Wow. That's really. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a great model, but hard to live up to. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not everyone can say that. Like, you know, just like, you know, I grew up around parents who screamed, but like, you know, just like, I never saw my parents fight. I just like, I saw my parents get frustrated. Like, you know, just like, yeah, with just life stuff or just, you know, like they, they were just like their immediate reaction was to just get like, but like, I never saw though my parents like fight maybe like once, but like, it wasn't like a big thing. It was kind of just like, you know, we don't want the children to like hear us fighting, but it was like, yeah. Yeah. I just, I I don't know. That's very, um, I, I, I don't know what to say. I really, I'm, I'm speechless, but just like. That's, that's just very interesting. <laughs> uh, you got me. You got me, Phyllis. But um, that's very, wow. That's very interesting. It just, I don't know. I'm I'm jealous and I'm happy that you had such a good childhood. Yeah, was just, <laughs> that was just, uh, that's very, it's very refreshing to hear. Because you, you, when you talk to people, especially people in comedy, it's always just like, you know, I grew up with this or I grew or just like anyone in life, you know, just it's very hard, but it's it's very nice to like meet those rare people who just go like, no, I enjoyed it. I don't know what everyone's, <laughs> I don't know what everyone's complaining about, but yeah. I wrote a sketch once where I was, I was literally suing my parents for being too nice <laughs> because I could never be famous because famous people all had Terrible problems, <laughs> trouble growing up and yeah. <laughs> all kind of adversity. And I'm like, no, like, no, my parents are too nice. <laughs> they were actually in the audience as part of the sketch because they came to the show every week that we did. Yeah. And, and I told them, I'm like, we're going to do a thing and this is your lines. Yeah. And basically all they said is like, we support you, Larry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm suing. <laughs> this is terrible. You were not, you were too nice to me. They're like, we love you. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Be mean. It was, a, uh, it was fun. It was a fun show. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on to do this. This is really awesome getting to like get to know you a little bit and just chatting chewing the fats you know it was really it was really fun to talk to you thanks yeah um 
Uh, I guess another, uh, I guess an improv thing I could ask you before we leave. Is Mini Dungeons the only team you coach or? Uh, it is. Oh, yeah? You still enjoying that? You still loving it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I love improv and sketch. Yeah. I love this work. Yeah. Uh, clearly you have to, to have done it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Without any sort of monetary gain or yeah. anything. But. <laughs> no, yeah. I am, I'm having a, a blast teaching them. Yeah. Uh, and... And letting them teach me how to do things too. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, they. It's not like you're not like. It's not like the cheesy lines like, "No, I like to think they coach me as well." <laughs> yeah, but like, right. What, I mean, yeah. You what, learn from any experience that you have. You yeah. you learn things from that experience. Like, what t- stuff have they like taught you? Uh, I don't know. Like, what I'm learning from that is how to be a better coach. Uh, it's nice to to know what they expect from you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. like, uh, or when I see, uh, people do certain things in improv and I don't want to point out <laughs> like, uh, like I have favorites or not favorites because <laughs> I don't, I like them all. Yeah. Uh, but they, some people do improv certain ways and I'm like, Oh, I should learn how to do that kind of a thing better. Like, yeah. like I can see them do a thing and I'll be like, I should learn how to do that thing better when I do my improv. Wow. Yeah, because, like, uh, I really like the team. So, just, like, you know, like, uh, when I first saw, like, you came on as the coach, I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Then to to see, like, how many dungeons, like, grew into this really strong team. They have really good chemistry with each other on stage. They're all really comfortable with each other. I mean, like, with any improv team, if you practice enough with each other and really push each other, you know, you become all comfortable and you read each other's skills. Right. Which is like something with that team in particular. I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, like, they did a lot of it, too. But, like, I just really liked how that team became what it is. It's a very strong, really good, hilarious team. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they they've, they put a lot of work into it. Yeah. They <laughs> they wanted it to work, and yeah, uh, it just all sort of came together. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> You know, it's Pretty just, awesome. Yeah, it's just awesome. I just like, uh, like you know, you did a lot of it, you know, because you're their coach, but also they, it was just like this, I don't know, just from the way you described it, it's just like, it just seemed like a whole like team effort to like make this team what it is. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah, they worked on that. I mean, they, they, they worked on becoming closer as a team. Yeah. And I feel like it shows. Oh, yeah. Like yep. it's. After a certain amount of time, uh, you sort of need that closeness and trust with people that you're familiar with to make certain steps as a team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's what everyone says of like, you know, after a class or like a practice, it's like go out with your team, you know, and I, I definitely because like you can like see how they are as like people, not performers. And then you get you kind of get this better feel for how they are and how like you're more comfortable with them and like, you know, right, perform yeah. with them. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's important to know them as people as well as as teammates. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody on a team has to be best friends. Oh yeah. I've been yeah. in troops. You can't force that. I've been yeah. in some troops where uh, there were times when maybe we didn't even like each other, but uh, yeah. we knew each other well enough that when we went and did a show that that didn't affect the show. Like, we really? were all, you know, yeah, like yeah. But, there's not always gonna be points when you're with a like. I was in the cellar dwellers for 15 years. Yeah, at certain points, there are people who come and go, or times in that 
15 year span where you're not as close to some of the people as you are with other people. Yeah. But we were all good enough at improv and uh, realized that, you know, when you walk out on stage as this group, none of that other stuff matters. You're here, you're doing improv. That's yeah. the thing that you're doing. Yeah. And some so. teams, some teams that stuff gets in the way and like, you can definitely like see it, but like, you know, yeah, that's like a thing you notice like, as an adult in doing this, you know, just like, you know, you can't be friends with everybody, but like when you're on stage, you like, I like what you said, like, that's the thing you're focusing on. Yeah, like that's what you're here to do, and you just do it, and yeah, it's a really good way to look at it. Well, thank you once again, Larry. Sure, thank you. This is such a super fun time. You're almost done with your propel. You get the electrolytes in you. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> hydrated from a drive home. <laughs> Fully healthy. Already. Thank you again, Larry. You have been listening to Unplanned Comedy Pods, a podcast collection.